Welcome to Radio Tambua, an outreach of ACFA, the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. ACFA equips God's people for the defense of the faith, biblical discernment, and cult evangelism. Let's begin today's message. Cults and your congregation. What can the pastor do? What can the Christian leader do? when his congregation is facing challenges from false teachings and especially at a time like this in our country where we are being bombarded by different types of teachings most of which have no source from the scriptures most of which deny, distort biblical scriptures where believers are not sure what to believe anymore and where our congregation and our flock are looking up to us and waiting to see if we have anything we can tell them that can save them from the challenge of this falsehood. I would like to point you to Paul's charge to young Timothy, and I believe that as we look at this message that Paul brings to Timothy, we will find reason for us to understand what God is calling us to do as pastors, and most especially how we can help equip our churches, our congregations, not just to know the truth, but to apply biblical truth in every area of their lives that eventually results into their maturity in a manner that they can now understand, appreciate, and propagate God's word to their fellow members. The word of the message comes from Second Timothy chapter 4, and we will look at verses 1 to verse 5. Second Timothy chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 5. Listen to what the Apostle Paul tells young Timothy. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations and your hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Very interesting word. As you read this passage, one of the first things that strike you is how Paul opens up the charge that he gives to Timothy. It's like kind of he brings Timothy and presses him before a judge. And it's like he makes a, he asks him to make a vow of his faithfulness to what Paul is about to tell him. And he says, in the presence of God and in the presence of Jesus. Why should Timothy obey the charge that the Apostle Paul is about to give him? Because this charge is made in the presence of God and in the presence of Jesus. But again he goes on and tells us who this Jesus is. He is the judge of the dead and the living. And in fact, he will come back to set up his kingdom. 
So what makes this message important for Timothy? Or what would make this message important for the pastor to obey and to follow through? Because this message is made in light of who Jesus is, in light of what Jesus will do, and in light of his second coming. And this reinforces the charge that the apostle Paul gives Timothy and makes it all the more important and worth listening to. So the Apostle Paul says that in view of God and in view of Christ and his ability to pronounce judgment on both the living and the dead, in view of the fact that Jesus Christ is coming back, the Apostle Paul says, Timothy, I charge you, you have a responsibility and that responsibility is to preach the word. To preach the word. Why? And Paul gives him a number of reasons why he should preach the word. Reason number one is that Christ is coming back. And he's not just coming back, but he's coming back to judge the nations of the world. When we think about the message of the gospel, we are talking about matters of life and death. In fact, matters which go beyond life and death, even to standing before the judgment throne of God. If you are a pastor and you truly understand that the message God has called you to proclaim determines the destiny of men, then you would be very careful in the way you proclaim it. You would be very mindful of what you tell God's people. You would be very vigilant in the way you proclaim this gospel, knowing that it eventually determines the eternal destiny of God's people. So in view of this judgment, in view of the coming of Christ Jesus, the Apostle Paul says, Timothy, you must preach the word. But also second, when you look at verses 3 and 4, the Apostle Paul gives Timothy another reason why he should preach the word. He says that there is a natural propensity of men to want to sin. For instance, he tells him how people, the time will come when they will turn away from what is true, from what is godly, from what is desirable, and they will find people or messages or situations that say what their itching ears want to hear even when they are not necessarily godly or of benefit to them. So because people have a propensity to sin, there is a desperate need for the preaching of the word. Because Christ is coming and is judging both the living and the dead, there is reason to preach the word. But also sadly, the Apostle Paul tells Timothy that in the proclamation or the preaching of this gospel, he is expected to persevere, he is expected to be persistent, he is expected to endure, because the message that he preaches will certainly face opposition. Now I want to take you a little back and let's try to look in detail at what the Apostle Paul is saying. In light of the second coming of Christ, what is Timothy, the young pastor, supposed to do? Or what are the pastors supposed to do to their congregations or with their congregations in light of the fact that Christ is coming back and Christ is the judge? Well, the Apostle Paul mentions three words that I believe are very important here. From verses 1 and 2, from verse 2 actually, he says that preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, and then the three words come. He says correct, rebuke, and encourage 
with great patience and careful instruction. The key words there are correct, rebuke, and encourage. How is the pastor supposed to preach God's word? He's supposed to preach God's word in a manner that corrects his congregation from their error. He's supposed to preach a message that is convicting. In his proclamation of the word of God, the pastor is expected, yes, to present biblical truth, but is expected to present it in a manner that sheds light on the sinfulness or the error of God's people, that they can be convicted of their sin, of their desperate condition, of their guilt, and then they can come back to Christ. In other words, the Apostle Paul is saying, as you proclaim this gospel, make an appeal to the reasoning of your hearers. Help them understand who they are, who God is, and what he has done on their account, and how they ought to respond to what God has done. So when this message is preached, it must bring conviction in the hearts of the hearers, that at the end of the day, like the crowd that stood before Peter on Pentecost today, they should be saying, brothers, what shall we do? We have heard the gospel loud and clear. We have known of the unconditional love of God. We understand our sinfulness and our inability to save ourselves. What can we really do? Correct those who are not believing right. Correct those who are living in error. Expose their sinfulness and bring them to a point where they can receive conviction from the Spirit of God. But also secondly, in light of the coming of Jesus and his judgment, the Apostle Paul charges young Timothy and he says, rebuke those who are in error. Now what does he mean to rebuke? Biblical preaching is not just convicting, but it is also confronting. And in most cases, there will be people in the congregation who either will deliberately oppose the message, or who ignorantly or innocently will live in contradiction to what has been preached, or what they claim to have believed. And the Apostle Paul says, for such people, rebuke them. Appeal to their conscience let them see how their wrong living is in contradiction to the right preaching of the word that they have been exposed to, that they might have a turnaround. But this message must also be a comforting one. In every congregation you will find people who need to correct their understanding of the gospel. You will find people who even when they have understood the gospel, but they live in contradiction to the known will of God, and those need to be rebuked or confronted. Then you will find another category of people who are discouraged, who are maybe frustrated, and they need to be comforted. So the, the third key word that the Apostle Paul gives young Timothy is that he is to exhort or to encourage with great patience and careful instruction. He is to appeal to the will and the emotions of his hearers. He is to encourage those who are disturbed and to disturb those who are, let me say it this way, uh, there is a saying that the preacher's job is to comfort those who are disturbed and to disturb those who feel comfortable. So when you come in a congregation of this kind, you will find those who are comfortable and you need to disturb them. You need to help them understand that they need 
much more than just the comfortable environment around them. And most importantly, that they are living right according to the word of God. But there will be those who are discouraged, those who are frustrated, those who feel desperate. And the Apostle Paul says, you need to encourage them with great carefulness and gentle instruction. So we have those three words. In light of the coming of Jesus and of his judgment, you are to correct you are to rebuke and you are to encourage gently so that they might stand around. But secondly, we said that one of the reasons why Timothy or the pastor needs to preach God's word is because of the people's propensity to sin, the natural desire to move away from the known will of God to what their sinful desires crave for. And the apostle Paul tells us what will happen in the last days. When you read from verses 3, For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to miss. So the Apostle Paul is saying that one reason why young Timothy or why every pastor of today's church would persistently and consistently preach the word of God is because of the natural desire of people to always want to do what is contrary. And he reminds Timothy that the time will come when men, even against the known truth of God, will choose to find teachers who say what their itching ears want to hear. Pastors, you will agree with me that Timothy's times couldn't be different from what we are experiencing today. We are living in times where we are seeing believers slowly turn away from the revealed faith or from the revealed truth of God's word and they are flocking churches or places where they want to hear things that their itching ears love to hear where the atmosphere is comfortable. Today's Christians do not want to go to church where the pastor preaches repentance. Today's Christians do not want to hear the pastor talk about heaven and hell. We have churches today where it is offensive to talk about the cross of Jesus. Personally, I have been in places where I have gone to preach and they have warned me ahead of time not to talk about the cross of Jesus because it can scare children. You know, when they look at how he died and the blood and you talk about the nails in his fingers naked on the cross, it can really be disturbing to children. So say what is nice, keep it simple, don't step on people, you know, these are gentle people, go nicely and it will be okay. That is what today's people are looking for. The gospel that tells them how good they are. The gospel that talks about the God of love, but does not talk about the God of justice. The gospel that tells them how rich they will be, how they will have wonderful children and great marriages. But when you talk about the sinfulness of mankind, if you are not careful within a space of a month or two, you might be having an empty church. So the apostle Paul tells Timothy that the time will come and men will move away from what is true. They will look for preachers who say what is very comfortable, what is very convenient, and that is all the more reason why Timothy is expected to preach 
in season and out of season whether they like to hear it or not whether they feel comfortable about it or not and remember the apostle Paul is saying Timothy preach the word not because people will like it not because people will receive it not because it is popular but because you stand in the presence of God and Jesus Christ as witnesses There is a great temptation, pastors, that as we are challenged by the demands of our congregation, especially in this modern era, we find ourselves where we are compromising the gospel, or we are trying to sweeten it in order to keep the congregation, or to remain popular and relevant in their modern understanding. But I would like to bring you to these sober words of the Apostle Paul, that you must always remember, That the reason why you preach is not so that people can like you. You do not preach so that you can become popular. You do not preach because that is what your congregation wants to hear. You preach because you have been charged and you have been given a charge in the presence of God and in the presence of Jesus. You preach because you are aware that Jesus the judge is coming someday. And if he were to come today, are you sure your congregation is ready to stand before him? As you preach, keep that in mind, that Christ is coming back. If Christ were to come today, would your congregation be ready? Would they have been taught? Would they have been equipped in a manner that they could give a credible defense of what they believe and why they believe it? We must always remember as we preach that this is not about the congregation. This is not about what we really like. We preach because we have been called to do so. And we preach because we stand in awe and in the presence of a great God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Apostle Paul also reminds Timothy. He says, because of the people's natural desire for sinfulness, we need to preach the gospel like never before. Yes, they will want their own false teachers to speak what they want to hear. Yes, they will crave for that which is convenient. Yes, they will crave for that which does not prick their guilty conscience. But in the midst of that, even as they run away looking for different preachers, remain faithful to the word of God. Preach the gospel in a season and out of season. But thirdly, he also tells him that as he preaches this word of God, the whole counsel of God is will in fact. He must preach it with great perseverance and endurance because the gospel will surely face opposition. It is important, pastors, that we understand that every time we preach the word of God faithfully and consistently, we are bound to face opposition. We live in a world that has turned against its creator. We live in a broken society where sinful men always respond according to their natural desires. And if you are the kind of man, if you are the kind of pastor who has pledged to be faithful in your delivery of the word of God, you certainly are going to make enemies. You are going to step on the toes of those who do not like to hear the truth. You are going to confront people in their sins and they won't take it lightly. You are going to say things that people do not feel comfortable with and maybe they are going to leave the church or they are going to slander you or they are going to hate you. Maybe they will even plot for you and you might find you are being persecuted, you are being beaten, your name is being spoken against. Yet in spite of all this, the Apostle Paul reminds young Timothy that when all these things happen, which surely they will, preach the gospel with great endurance. 
And he's going to tell him what attitude or what kind of manner he should adopt as he preaches this gospel. And when we look at verse 5, the apostle Paul says, But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Notice how Paul begins verse 5. But you, he seems to be putting a striking contrast between what Timothy is expected to be and what other preachers will look like that people will be running after. Those preachers who preach what the people's eating ears wants to hear. So it's like the Apostle Paul is saying, but you, Timothy, you will be a different pastor. You will not become like them. You will not compromise to be popular. You will not say what is below God's standard of truth so that you can join the circle of the many pastors in town. He says even when they have turned away, even when they are preaching what is palatable to the sinful desires of the people before them, you, Timothy, you must stay on focus. You, Timothy, you must keep your head in all situations. You must remain sober. You must remain focused. You must endure because opposition will surely come. You must do the work of evangelism and you must fulfill the duties of your ministry. Pastors, I want to submit to you that there couldn't be a timely message like this one, especially as we continue to ask questions of what we need to do in order to guard our flocks in the face of falsehood and the error of the day. The Apostle Paul helps us understand what we need to do. That when false teaching comes up, the antidote to false teaching is faithful biblical preaching. It is not a compromise, it is not peace talks, it is not trying to see whether we can harmonize what the society is saying or and, and what the Bible is saying. The Apostle Paul says there is one medicine against false teaching, faithful biblical preaching. Preaching it in season and out of season, when it is convenient and when it is not whether it will make you popular or less preach the gospel unwaveringly with a focused mind with great endurance and most importantly remembering that you have been charged to preach this gospel in the presence of God in the presence of Jesus Christ who will come to raise the dead who will come to judge the living and the dead but also in the presence of Jesus Christ who surely is coming back to set up his kingdom. Have you been preaching the gospel that faithfully? Have you been preaching this gospel in light of the fact that Jesus is coming back? How faithful have you been? Has this gospel been a convicting one? Has it been a confronting one? Has it been a comforting one? Has it been a compassionate one? And has it been a confirming gospel? Preach the gospel. In season and out of season. The pastor who would protect his flock from being vulnerable to the ravenous wolves of our day that express themselves in forms of cults and false teachings is the pastor who preaches the word in season and out of season. May God bless you. To learn more about the Africa Center for Apologetics Research, visit us at africanapologetics.org.